Okay, uh, I feel the joy of the Lord.
Feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me.
flat same God who made a way is the same God who's here today and you stay on that between it.
the same. This is who we worship tonight. Oh. He's the same. He's the same. Oh. How I need you. How I need you. Oh. You free the captives. You free the lepers and 
Good evening. Welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris this Sunday evening. We have some announcements I want to let you know about. We have our uh, monthly mission pledge is going to be due on the 29th, which I believe is today. And so that is due today. So make sure you get that in if you have not already. And also, I want to make there's a kind of a longer announcement about our youth strawberry fundraiser. So listen up if you are interested in it. We are going on. It is happening right now. So if you are wanting chocolate-covered strawberries, reach out to some of our young people. They have forms. They have packets. They can get your order placed. And so it's $20 for a dozen of chocolate-covered strawberries that the money in the orders are going to be due February the 8th, and all the deliveries will be made on Valentine's Day, Tuesday the 14th. And so we are also looking for workers that are going to want to help uh, wipe down strawberries the day before and also help make deliveries on Valentine's Day or to help also if you can't do that or can't donate your time, being able to help buy the almond bark or the chocolate that we dip the strawberries in. That is a big one that we, we look to the church to help provide with that. And it is, you can find it at Walmart, Brookshire's, Kroger's. It's the generic brand. It's the, the Walmart brand, the Kroger brand. It's the best one to get the chocolate and the white chocolate because it's cheaper and you also get more of it in that brand. So if you can donate that, get it, bring it to the kitchen here in the church and we can get it moved over to the kitchen in the family center and we can get rolling with that. And then also we have our online registration for Ladies Joy Conference is open. And we also have our Mother's Memorial Pledge cards are going to be due July 1st. So you should have seen them in the bulletin today that we had talked about last week. They were there. So make sure you get that filled out. It's easy. You have the name, your church, city, state, and how much you're wanting to give to the Mother's Memorial offering. And also we have on February 5th will be our Tupelo Love Offering. And on the 12th, we're going to have Brother Brad Davis, and he will be ministering both services morning and night. That is something you do not want to miss. That is going to be on the 12th. That's the second Sunday. And that means we'll be having Youth Sunday the following Sunday, February the 19th. Mark it on your calendars. Sunday night is going to be a phenomenal service. It always is, and we look forward to everybody coming to support our youth. And then on the 20th, we have our Ladies United Fellowship, and the sign-up sheet is in the foyer. And then we also have Kylie and Tanner is going to, on the 23rd, their wedding shower at the Family Life Center at 6.30 p.m. We are looking forward to that. And so let's get moving. Let's get standing up. Get ready to move into the presence of the Lord tonight. How does that sound? Rain, 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 rain down on us. 
duties we're going to take here before the Lord today, tonight, I should say. My goodness. Let me tell you, though, there's a spark that has been hit against the rock. There's a spark that has been hit against the rock, the rock being the church. And with that, that's starting a fire. I don't know if you just felt it when we were just singing and dancing and praising and worshiping the way we're supposed to, but that's a fire that's being ignited in the surrounding communities, the surrounding churches. They can't help but feel the flame that's being ignited from the church right now. And I ain't talking about the building, but I'm talking about the people that are inside because I can feel a few people getting sparked up right now. I can feel a few of us getting the fire inside of these bones where we can't help but worship God with everything we've got. Am I crazy for feeling that? I mean, am I crazy for feeling that, church? Come on. Let's go. This, oh my goodness. We're going to be here too long. This, that's how church is supposed to be, though. That's fine. We can give hours to sports. We can give hours to jobs. We can give hours to entertainment. But we can't give two hours over two hours for church. Hold on. Come on. Come on, y'all. This, I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm not trying to take up more time than I want. But this is what the end time is about. The end time is about sparking up some people that are different, that are set apart. We don't dress the way we dress just for fun. We don't dress the way we dress just to, oh my goodness, just to look different. But we're setting ourselves apart and that starts from the inside man that lives fully consecrated to God. Man, we got a few we got a few needs here we're gonna take before the Lord. Mm. Sister Chris Anders. Oh Jesus, keep your hand on her. I don't know about y'all, but Sister Chris Anders, she does a mighty work that none of us would see. But about every 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 probably month now, I get a card from Sister Chris Anders. And it doesn't have a lot to it. And if you were if you were real fleshly or real real worldly, you might miss it. But Sister Chris Anders says, "I believe in you, Brother Sterling. I'm praying for you. I love you." <laughs> oh, you see, you, you you see, it's not the people that are up here that is the church. It's not pastor, even though pastor leads us directly into the fire. But it's every one of us. We're a machine that has cogs, and if one of the cogs is broken. The entire machine shuts down. Please keep Sister Chris Anders in your prayers. Sister Renee Flowers. Sister Shirley Henson is diagnosed with extremely aggressive cancer. Please keep her in her prayers. Bethany Roberts. Will LeBlanc. Bobby Markham. Jana Leverton. Charles Fleming. Manuel and Sandy Martinez, George and Mildred Pratt, Don and Donna Howe, Ryan Williams, Dickie Ewing, Alex Stevens, Lois Weems, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gambary, Rex Foster, 
Bob Bolton, Billy Bolton, Lanita Leonard, Bryce May, Brother and Sister Trinado, Brother and Sister Proctor, Nelson and Missy Miller, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow, Roger Wilkins. He passed away. Keep that family in your prayers. Roger Hoichens, Hutchins, Jim Bolton, John Darst. I don't, I don't know what's going on in your family. I don't know what's going on in your personal life. All I know is that my God is good. All I know is that more times than not, I've failed him and he's come through for me. And a lot of the times whenever he's coming through for me, it doesn't look like it in that exact particular moment. In that exact moment, it looks like it's just a load of hell all in my life. I just found this song yesterday, and I'm just going to quote the lyrics of it. It says, it's canvas and clay, and it says, I know nothing has been wasted, no failure or mistake, because you're an artist and a potter, and I'm the canvas and the clay. (laughs) I'm not much of an artist or a potter myself, but I'm familiar with some of the process. So the process of a potter or an artist is their strokes. And in the strokes, if you're not real careful, you'll see just one or two or three and you're like, what is that? That's a mess. What on earth is that? But the song says, I know there's no failure, there's no mistake, there's nothing even wasted. So all the strokes, all the shaping, feels like it's spinning out of control. It feels like a mess. Your finances are failing. That promotion hasn't come through. Your best friend, your loved one, they're not in church anymore. (laughs) But there's nothing wasted. There's no failure. There's no mistake from the author and the finisher. And that's where we'll get a little carried away as we forget the finisher part. We just like to say he's the author and we we write him off before he's even finished creating the passage. I don't know what you're going through in your life right now. It might not be anything. You might be on top of the hill. And that's where we've got to be most careful. But if you have any need here at this time... Or if you'd like to step in for one of these needs. I would like to serve as inspiration, as encouragement. That there's no mistake. There's no waste of a stroke. There's no failure when he's crafting the pottery. It's simply the molding process. It's simply you getting to your next step your next walk with God. Jesus, you're the author and the finisher. Lord, 
You're the creator. You're Alpha and Omega. You're my master. You're my savior. Lord, I plead your name and your blood over each and every one of these needs and every, every unspoken need. Jesus, and I know that your will will be done on your time frame. In Jesus' name, amen. I will be discouraged. Keep it away, I'm discouraged. I remind myself of all you've seen before. I will be distracted. I will trust the one who's greater than the strong. I will trust the one who's greater than the strong. I don't need another reason. I don't need more convincing. The same God who made a way It's the same God who's here today Even in my darkest moments This will be the truth I'm holding The same God who made a way It's the same God who's here today
same God who made a way. Same God. The same God who lifted up. The same God whose sin is our only son. This will be the truth I'm holding. The same God who made a way. Yeah. 
flesh. But we can give him at least a little bit better of a hand clap, can't we? take our tithe and offering and so what I'm about to say doesn't relate at all but I've, I've got to give you just a, a brief testimony and like I said I don't want to take any time away from pastor because I know he's got a word from God but my goodness whenever I sing up here on this stage about a God that's not done working and He's not done moving so I can't quit praising Him. I can't help but get a little emotional or passionate. And I'm not yelling to get a reaction. I don't care about a reaction. You Give that to pastor. Give that to God. But I can't help but get a little passionate about it. Because, because the cat's out of the bag. I, I just preached a revival. Great job, Sterling. Great job. I, don't, I can't do that. I don't think you understand. I can't do that. <laughs> the, the stuff that God, that I just so happened to be the vessel that he used. Thank you, Jesus. That doesn't come from me, though. Because you want to know about Sterling Cole Burchnell, you want to know about this guy up here? He's a failure. He's made more mistakes than, than, than he can even remember, to be honest with you. And so when I get up here and I yell, it's not to convict, it's not to condemn, but it's simply because I'm so passionate about the God who saw me way back when and he said he's going to mess up a million and one times and I'm still going to die for him. And I'm still going to take his name with me in the Lamb's book of life and he's going to have a chance of eternal glory, of eternal salvation. So, again, I don't come to convict, condemn. That's not my spot. But please, see me as encouragement. See just this one example. This one example for inspiration. Because the things that God has been able to do through me, not because of me, but through me, I can't help but have this giant, silly smile on my face. I can't help but do a little bit of this and do a little bit of this and clap as loud as I can because that's all I've got for Him. And that's what He deserves from me. So at this time, 
like I said, this doesn't relate to tithing offering. We'll have our tithing offering come. And whatever you feel pressed to give to the Lord, give it. But man, let's have some church. Let's show up passionate like we do for football games. My goodness, I found myself cheering for one of the teams today. I don't even care about those teams. So I know for a fact we can raise a little bit more energy, a little bit more passion. I'm not saying you got to get out here and dance, but we can raise a little bit more for our God for our Savior, for our Creator, the one that said, I see you in hell, I'm still gonna die for you anyways. I saw you brought hell on your own life, I'm still gonna die for you anyways, you still got another chance tomorrow. Jesus, oh Lord, I pray that you would bless this congregation, bless this community, bless this nation, bless this people. Lord, bless us financially, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, yes, I feel the joy of the Lord falling. Fresh on me, I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost all over me.
shaken during times like we're going through but the word itself is a firm foundation and so the more of that word we can pull into our heart our mind and our activities the more solid in peaceful life is and so we appreciate the growth of God. So many of you elders and people have exhibited to our young people that giving it your heart and living the life and uh, they are growing into that realm because they get to see you and your faithfulness to the things of God and it inspires them and we are really appreciative of that as people who work desperately hard to create a place in our social system that people can come and be washed from fears, inhibitions, and just the daily grime of doubts and disappointments that, that get on us. And so it is a wonderful thing to have the washing of the water by the word that, that cleanses our inner being. And, and so it's a thrill to be able to have a house that uh, people have put a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort into it, and uh, many days of, of all of that. And so we are thankful to God and uh, the further I go, the more thankful I am for people that uh, left us quite a heritage. And uh, we are grateful for that. Habakkuk, in the third chapter, makes a prayer. And it's called the prayer of Habakkuk the prophet upon Shigianah. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. And you don't expect that too much out of the way God speaks. But Habakkuk is saying what he realized when he began to hear from heaven. And I trust that we never take it for granted and that the word it just becomes such a normalcy that, well, no big deal. No. Habakkuk had such a sensitive nature 
and you read how sensitive he gets, he said, I heard your speech and was afraid. And, O oh Lord, as a result of that fear and that wisdom you have emanated, I pray that you revive the work in the midst of the years. And we find ourselves in this correlation and in the midst of the years make known. In wrath, remember mercy. And so we find that Habakkuk has looked to the right and to the left and has looked up. And he has a certain degree of fear. Well, we find that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so then in this setting where he says, I want you to revive your work in the middle of all that's going on. And in the middle of the years of life, make and he don't use the word of life, I'm just sort of filtering that in for us. Make known. And then he's conscious that he has not been perfect. So he said, in wrath, in your anger toward us, please give us mercy. And that's where we're living right now. We're living right where Habakkuk found himself in a day when things weren't the best. So he goes on in verse 3, God came from Teman. Teman typically means the world of flesh. And the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. And then he magnifies this whole picture in verse 4. His brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand. I don't know if you can get that picture or not, but that is a weird-looking picture to me. He had horns coming out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. And and so if you've ever been a farmer or been around cattle that have horns, they use those horns to prod their little ones and each other. And he used his hand as a horn to this prophetic visual. And 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 that just mystifies me that 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 all comes to that place. And, and so let brotherly love continue and be a true brother and be a true sister. And if you see them do something that you're going to be upset by, you go to them. And you say to them in the spirit, in the spirit of fear and meekness, Brother, could I pray with you because I sense that you're having trouble. Or sister... I, pray, I would like to pray with you, but the typical nature of flesh is to go to somebody else. Have you seen so-and-so, how they're acting, and so-and-so, why they haven't been at church, and so-and-so? Uh, I, I don't know. They quit worshiping for some reason. 
And then what we do, we ally other people with our spirit. And so Habakkuk is reliving this kind of thing. And then he is saying, in the middle of all of this, I have heard your speech. I was afraid. And now my prayer and my aim is God revive thy work. Somebody say revival. We, we got into a place where revival was a soul winning thing instead of revival like it used to be. A revival used to have a, a minister come in from outside and he would stir up the church so they would stir up the city. But more, more nowadays, we, we bring them in, try to pray them through because we're not doing it as much on our own as we should be. And that's not a rebuke. It's just a realization that we ought to be pregnant with the glory of new people always having a seed sown in our life, first of all for them, that we birth a spirit that would birth in them a desire. It's a huge thing. It, it's, it, I mean, we call ourselves the church of the living God or the body of Christ, and we don't respond to the head. We won't have the strength, the power to overcome the wicked one. And so what I'm aiming at here is that we are in for a revival because God overlooks in mercy, the man said, would you, with all of that, would you remember us in mercy? In other words, mercy says, I'm going to look over your history and I'm going to reignite your future. I am going to revisit and I am going to put every weariness and fatigue and everything and I am going to revive you. You're going to be like the first time that you got old enough to say a word or grab a bottle of milk. And you can't hardly get it out of their hand when they're sucking on it. And they're just a year or two old. I can't remember now how old you are when you suck bottles. Is any of y'all through with them? Ladies and gentlemen, this whole concept that is taking place right in our opportunity time is that we accept the revival, whatever it takes to move into that dimension or the act or the instance of reviving. Have you ever prayed for a neighbor that you really cared about to get a healing. Our fast-paced generation, uh, we, we, we just, you know, we, we like that hit and miss thing, you know, drive through, get a hamburger, drive out and do this. and uh, It's just a fast generation. And I, I am just constantly uh, being hit with that scripture in your patience, you possess your soul. Because our soul is governed by the Spirit if we are born again. And we ought not to even be able to pass by anybody that's not living for God 
without having a passionate power to do at least sow a little seed by saying, hey, nice to see you. But we're so fast-paced nowadays that, you know, they, they get in our way with a buggy at the store. Have you ever seen them little grannies go? Man, they get a hold of that buggy. It's like a four-wheel drive. They coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, I want them to feel the tenderness and the mercy of Jesus Christ when we walk through. And so God has promised us in the last days, I'm going to revive revival. I'm going to revive mercy. In the last days, I'm going to revive love. I'm telling you, revival has got a meritorious relationship with the one who went through the grave, come out the other side, and he came out in a form of a Holy Ghost, and we open our heart, and he comes and moves in, and we become the temple of the Holy One, and then we begin to live, talk, walk, and dress in a way that he is so happy to be in us. He reaches out beyond our voice and he touches people's uh, life and they are feeling like oh my goodness I feel unclean all of a sudden around those people. I feel uncomfortable around those people. They got so much peace and joy and they don't ever talk bad about people. They don't gossip about their brothers and sisters. They are something else. I'm here to tell you Jesus hallelujah knew exactly when he got to this earth what was written in Habakkuk prophetic version and he said revive thy works O Lord in the middle of the years in wrath make known mercy in other words God don't judge us yet God don't give us away yet don't give up on us yet we are hungry for revival and we're willing to plead the blood of Jesus and travail over the lost oh God my city is hurting. Oh, God, I've got a brother that is hurting. Have you ever heard a mother that's about to birth a baby? She's not laughing. She's not playing games. She's not goofing off. She is so swollen with something inside of her. And she starts lamenting, God, help me to get this thing and help me move it into its future. And that's the church, the mother of us all. We are supposed to be consistently pregnant with a burden and a passion that keeps growing and all of a sudden out of our mouth and out of our hands and out of our body all of a sudden becomes the seed and then when the seed is sown all of a sudden hallelujah somebody says but of course we we're so hurried we're so we got so many things going. We don't have the time to put a bottle in somebody's mouth. I mean, they got the Holy Ghost. Let them go live.
church family that when they get mad, they go over to them and say, I used to do that. I needed somebody. How many of you got six or more children? Why'd you quit having? Man, they used to have 10 or 12, didn't they, Brother Rick? How many brothers and sisters you got? Would you come finish this message for me? I don't even know what I'm talking about. We had six of us and we couldn't get along. So we had a pastor called a dad. And I'm going to tell you what the pastor of our house did. He wore a 56 inch. I didn't ever figure it out until years later why he got so fat. My brother and I burned a lot between the Goodmans and the Thompsons. We didn't think about it burning the house down on either side of them. Oh, friend, let me tell you something. When he started pulling that 52-inch belt off, and then I seen him go out there to that tree. Oh, yeah. He didn't just use a belt. He used limbs. Let me tell you what I did. I ran and hid under the bed. And that made it worse. Because he kept calling my name and I wouldn't answer. I didn't want to go to church and have that preacher preach to me. Man, he... But aren't y'all glad he did? I got a great wife now. I got some great kids now. I got a great church. I, I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I hadn't had a revival. Boy, you're not going to live in my house and treat my wife like that. Oh, I had a little remedy for it because one of my friends that was quite a bit older said, when he gets a hold of you, I, I, we'll get that scripture back. You play like, no, I'll play, no, you play like you're my dad. No, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. You're gonna, I promise you you're going to be fine. No, 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 you're good. Get that in your hand and... Some, one of my friends got to me and said, look, when he gets that belt after you, get as close yeah. to him as you can. Yeah. Do circles. Yeah. Now try to hit him. Yeah. You're going to hit yourself. Yeah. Daddy, let me kiss you. Boy, he hated those kisses. Now, mother, she'd start crying if I did it to her. This is a reality show. I'm not playing games. I'm telling you, if God don't chasten us, he don't love us. And I want to get so close, he don't have to do much more chastening. 
And when that happens and the glory happens like God's wanting it to happen, he is going to lay aside that for a while and he's going to pour out rivers of living water. And there's going to be a revival that is going to flow down every street. It's going to flow into every office building. I'm not talking. He said, revive thy works in the midst of the years. In wrath, make known mercy. And so he's going to lay the belt down and come unto me, all you that are laboring and burdened down with all the junk. Get to the altar. I'm going to bless you with blessings that you can't contain. God is going to revive revival. And he's going to revive knowledge to be able to handle the knowledge. And he's going to revive old-fashioned discipline so that we don't have to come back and get another spanking. We have learned how to be holy in our voice, in our actions. And so he then smiles and says, Come up higher. I've got a new Jerusalem for you. Now you may have to go through the way of the grave. But some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air coming after you and me. Joy is ours to share. Come out of that grave right now. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And you and I are going to fly out. Can you jump through that hole right yonder? Well, just disappear under it. He helps clean up that place all the time with a special whatever it goes in that water. I don't even know what it is. But, but, but just sort of hide, hide. Well, we buried him in Jesus' name some years ago. Now we buried him in a grave. But... All of a sudden, looks to me like he's about to come out of that grave. And that's what's about to happen to us. We got to stay in that joy level. We got to die in that joy level. I don't want to die miserable. I don't want to die without anything. I mean, with anything on my life. I want him to come unto me and cleanse me. I want him to revive revival. I want him to revive refreshing. I want him to revive the word. Hallelujah. Habakkuk said, in the midst of the years, in wrath, make no own mercy and that's where we are right now in this generation when other people are falling for this and living for that we are living for the king that's got mercy and he is going to revive us in a way right now to be the house of faith and then he's going to revive us out of the yard let's stand y'all can get the rest next time want the musicians to come. I think you got the picture. We're not going to be here much longer.
Now, he said, I come quickly and I come shortly. And that's been about 2,000 years. So at some point, that's going to have to terminate. We are a little over, we're almost two years to my being here an entire generation. 42 years, if you look in the Bible, you'll find out 42 years is a generation as an average. Some were 30, some were 55, but an average generation is 42 years. I would not be surprised if he comes and gets us out from the grave because of all the shaping up that's going on. This generation that he talked about when all these signs are coming, you want to stay hid with Christ in God. Keep breathing. Keep worshiping. That's the breath of your soul. Praising God is the breath of your spiritual anatomy. Hide your sins every day under the blood. Confess them every time you do anything. They'll corrupt the grave if you don't confess them. So you don't have to confess them to me. You don't have to confess them to everybody. But if you sin against somebody, you do have to confess it to them. But if you just sin against yourself, all you got to do is put it under the blood. One of the most wonderful things in the world. I wonder if our men would come tonight, first of all, to the altar. We are leaders. And I want us to pray for about three minutes or four over our families. And after you've prayed a couple of minutes over your family. And ladies, I would like for you to come and stand in those, right in front of those benches. Right where our young people are. Just stand in front of them. Y'all come on in close where the ladies can come in behind you. You, you gentlemen, if you would, come in as close. I, I know some of you don't necessarily want to get too close, and that's fine. But as close as you would feel comfortable. But I want you men to put it on the altar, what you want to see God preserve in your family. Put it on the altar, what you want to see God do in your personal life. You ladies, you're next. Do the same thing as the mother as the daughter, as the sister, as a member of the body of Christ. Tell God what you want Him to do through you and for your life so that as we come through this time, we're not afraid. That's not what this message is about. It's getting rid of fear. What's happening around us is scary if you're not in covenant with the king. So sing, would you, singers? And we're going to just posture ourselves here for about three minutes. And I want you to, after you've prayed for your family, I want you to pray for brotherhood and sisterhood. That we are so unified. That the revival of revival will be an answer to our prayers. Huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For our city. For our God.
stubbornness our nation revive revival for our school systems our local systems revive revival in your nest elders of our church man that has poured himself out I get these mental images of him all the time when we was building all this stuff for the Jerry and and and, and uh, I mean man you, you and two or three of your other close comrades just kept it going this man has sacrificed his family and they uh, and now they got grandchildren in here I want him to pray they have poured themselves into this assembly Brother Jerry, would you pray for us as the body of Christ? Lord, I praise you today. I pray, God, that you would be with this church. I pray, God, that you would give each one of us, each family member, the head of the house, a goal as we move on further into 2023. January is almost already gone, and we need to move forward and find your will for each and every one of our lives. I pray, God, you would do that. Deal with each dad and each father of every home that they would lead their family in Bible reading and your word and help them. Every family has a different situation and you know how you made us. We're all different. I pray, God, that you would move in each family's home whatever situation they need some need more in some areas than others some need more in other ways but whatever it is in each family I pray that you could help us 
try to find that goal to reach your kingdom further in this last days. I pray for our city and our nation. In all these things I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we are thankful that we know a God that we can call on your name. I'm thankful, Lord, of so many blessings and so many of the ladies that have been such a blessing to me. I'm thankful, Lord, that we can call on your name for each day, that we can feel your spirit, that we can allow you to talk to our minds, talk to our hearts with the challenges that we face every day. I'm thankful, God, that we can somehow live our lives, that we would be pleasing to you. And I do pray for the homes. Everybody's needs are different. And I pray, God, you be with each one of us on our jobs, in our homes, in our families our elders. I pray, God, that we would continue to carry the torch to our children. Our children are precious. And I pray, God, that we can be a further example in your kingdom. If you tarry in the days, Lord, I pray, God, that your blessings just be upon our church family, our city, and our country, our leaders in our country. And I pray with all my heart, Lord, for many tonight that are so less fortunate. They don't have meals on their tables like we do. And I pray for them, God, for so many needs and so many people that we don't even know many people that have come to this church and no longer come here for various reasons I pray for their needs as well God and I ask you to bless brother and sister Meyer bless their home their family and help them Lord as leaders in our church as leaders in the Holy Ghost God I ask you to just Continue to walk and talk with us every day, Lord. I ask it all in your wonderful name. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, on a victory note, I don't know if y'all remember the man they prayed for this morning, John Darce. He had open heart surgery today. That's one of Cody's. He, uh, Cody gave me a report on him just not too long ago this afternoon. He came out of surgery at 3 o'clock. You know, they don't normally do this kind of stuff on Sunday. He, he had a, a bypass surgery. This this man, he works with Cody at KC. He's actually his neighbor. Some of you might have been by his house. He's one of the guys that makes the music in time with the Christmas lights. He's over there in Johnson's Woods somewhere. I can't remember. He's right around the corner from Cody then. But he's he's only 40, like early 40s. This guy had bypass surgery, so he had some complications. But he come through it well, done very good, and uh, he, he said he appreciated everybody's prayer.
Spirit's here. Cody's the one that put his name in here, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, thank you for all your prayers for John. He's he done real well today. I would like for you to pray for my wife. She's, uh, she's had a, quite a deal going on in her body, but uh, she also don't like flying to start with, and she sure don't like flying by herself. And she's coming home tomorrow. So <laughs> you just pray a little prayer. You stirred that up when you prayed for her. <laughs> I got to think she is. She don't necessarily like flying anyhow, but she, if I'm not with her, those seats get a clawing. I mean, I know I've been the claw. <laughs> I love y'all. Would you sing one more song as we get ready to leave? Don't you love these young people that are growing up to be so hung up on Jesus? God bless y'all for singing. Thank you. You may need to go ahead and go, but they're just going to sing as we leave, as we visit. Oh